Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. 36-yard line of Philly. Shotgun snap to Hertz. Dropping back. Only one person rushing. Hertz looking, standing still, winding up. Long pass. It lands at the 20. No one is there. Zeros on the clock. It's over. It's over. The Chiefs have won. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57 on a game-winning field goal. Trailing at 10. At the halftime stop, 24-14, they go on to win 38-35. What a game. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and here with me, afar, but still here in the room, is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's good to be here. And uh, we are going to be continuing our playthrough NCAA football 14 Dynasty mode. Oh, I don't want to show my recording there. Let's. There's the game. Um, and actually, Justin and I are going to swap seats because I am up first. So let me uh, pull up the gaming monitor and... Uh, We'll get ready to rock and roll. While we play this evening, we are going to be discussing NFL free agency because a lot has happened. We were going to make this a primer, Justin, but we delayed this show a day and, uh, well, moves have already happened. Yeah, I mean, it's only fitting because uh, last week we we made a lot of speculation and then it feels like there was a bunch of news or things happening the next, um, like the next like 24 hours you know there's just a lot of like uh kind of things coming through and then um you know between yesterday and today when today that what are they the, the legal tampering which is kind of an oxymoron um but the legal tampering opened up oh my goodness and uh and and so it, it's been it's been going crazy so I, I, did the legal period start like officially at like noon or so? Because I feel like I didn't hear anything until after lunch, and then all of a sudden everything. Kind um, of it probably it yeah. probably was noon or something yeah. like that, yeah. but I, I, I don't know. Contract can officially be signed no. until Wednesday, like four or something like that. Yeah. See, I always I lose track of the date, and so I don't really know when <laughs> when things are allowed and not allowed and stuff. But yeah, but they all come to agreements, which. Again, when when they come to agreements on some of these complex contracts, like hmm, it's almost as if there was probably some discussion before so today, <laughs> right? Yeah. Which I mean, don't get me wrong. Like it's not. It is what it is. It, you know, it's not not that big of a deal. So that was absolutely not the button I meant to hit as I throw into quadruple coverage. But 
There were some big moves, Justin, before we even got to the legal tampering period, probably early last week, which impacted our discussion just eight days ago about who is in line to win the NFC South in 2023. Derek Carr signed with the Saints, which I feel like makes them the favorite now. It's tough to imagine that the other teams would be better situated to take home that crown in 2023 though I don't think you can count anyone out I think any of them could step up but I feel like the favorites now have to be the Saints with the signing of Derek Carr yeah I agree um I'm not saying that they'll be right there it'll be interesting I'm still interested in what will come of the Panthers um and I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit but just because they were so close to making it last year but We'll have to see. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I. Oh, nice. Some trading, some interception start. Hopefully, I can do a little. Bit but yeah, I, I still, I still think the Saints and Derek Carr are going to be this spot. I mean, I, I'd say Derek Carr is a step up over um, Jameis Winston. Um, yeah, I would think so. I feel like maybe James so, so had a higher ceiling. My my questions about the Saints are not so much about their cards, about the Saints. Like they, I, I don't know. It, it's hard to tell in the NFL when you don't have your quarterback. But when I watched that team, I didn't feel like they were a quarterback away this year. Did you? No, I feel like there were still some issues there. Right. And, and I th- now that may be skewed because if they had a quarterback, maybe they do win that division because that division was bad. You know what I right. mean? So maybe they were. But, like, and I, I know this is a touchy subject, but, like, when I look at the Jets, I feel like the Jets might be a quarterback away. You know what I mean? It, like, no, they certainly think so. Right. And, and, and I can understand why they think that. Whether they're right or wrong will probably play out in some form. But, like, I, I can see why they would think that and why a lot of people would think that. But I don't – I didn't necessarily feel that way about the Saints. Now, at the same time, if – like, Michael Thomas is a weird thing. Like, because, like, some of it has been injuries and some of it seemingly has been, like, just lack of desire to play. Um, or maybe lack of urgency is maybe a better way to saying it. But, like, I don't know. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's still me. I just, it's, oh, I'm still up. It's just my dad said that uh, my mic's not up high enough. So, oh, okay. uh, might be because I had the wrong one on, maybe. So, let's see if that works any better. Hopefully, this, okay. hopefully, you can hear me a little bit better now. Um, that's what I was trying to check earlier, but right. I couldn't figure it out. Right. But, so, um, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but yeah, I'd say the Saints have to be the favorite right now. Um, and there are some, some weapons there. Certainly, but I just don't think they're guaranteed to be necessarily an NFC contender. No, I, I'm completely with you. I think they might be better. Were, were they were they seven and ten, eight and nine? What was New Orleans I'm, last year? I'm not year? sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think where they the were NFC at least third at. place in the division, though. I thought. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm gonna quick pull that up because I don't remember. Um, where the Saints were, but yeah, I don't. I still don't think any team in the NFC South, at least as it stands, entering free agency before the draft, and you know injuries can pop up and things can change. But uh, I do think now the Saints are 
the favorites in that division, although I still think they're all relatively close. Yeah. Uh, so the NFC in 2022, it, the Saints were the Panthers, Saints, Falcons were all seven and ten, one okay. game behind the Bucks, who won it at eight and nine. So they're all very much clumped together. So the Buccaneers lost Tom Brady. The Panthers, we'll get to them in a second. The Saints are going to Derek Carr, and the Falcons are going to do a full season of Desmond Ritter. At least that's what it looks like. The Falcons did just sign Jesse Bates, the Bengals' safety. He, he's going to Atlanta. Uh, the Panthers said goodbye to Sam Darnold, but also made the biggest move outside of signing a veteran quarterback. They traded up in the draft with the Bears and now hold the number one pick. Yeah, and that's a little bit of what I alluded to before. Um, just in that it'll be interesting because like they were on the verge of making them playoffs, not necessarily being good, but however, they like what are they gonna what are the Panthers gonna do? Um Right. You're I, talking about who are they gonna take. Right. I'm on board with the trading away the picks, honestly, it's not like they gave up a ton. Because they, they really swapped firsts this year. So basically they gave up a first and a second and DJ Moore. And I get here a couple interesting things. I think it's something like DJ Moore, like already would be like have like franchise leader in receiving yards, right? Right for the Bears in his four or five years in Carolina. And I think DJ Moore is very good. Maybe I'm skewed because like what has he had to work with? You know, right? But like I don't view him as. A tier one, right? Well, okay. He's and, not. He's not and, Justin and, Jefferson, or, right? He's not Justin Jefferson, or in my homerism, I don't view him as AJ Brown. AJ Brown, but I think he's he's not nothing either. You know, like I don't want right. to downplay it, but like I don't know. And and the Bears have some other pieces at wide receiver, so like it's not, you know, like Chase Claypool's a good two or three, I think. Possibly, maybe. Right. Uh, well, he they also have Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney, I think, is a good two. But, like, do you have two good twos and a three? Sometimes that works, sometimes that doesn't, yeah. you know? Well, I um, don't think Claypool and Moore are the same type of receiver, so that benefits them as correct, well. Correct, correct. You know, I, I just... It'll be interesting. Oh, are you kidding me? They didn't get in? <laughs> it'll be interesting. Like, I think they're I think they're good. And I, I, I like the move for the Bears. Um, but I don't think it's like crazy on the Panthers part. What's going to be interesting to see is, is how this plays out because there's all kinds of rumors. And I think what it comes down to is people don't have any idea, but there's rumors that Reich loves Anthony Richardson. There's rumors that he, there's rumors that he likes CJ Stroud, but the owner wants Bryce young. Like, well, I know all the the betting sites move CJ Stroud to the likely number one pick. And if, if that's your guy, Okay. I, I can I can see that. Um, I can also see Bryce Young. I can't. Man, Anthony Richardson, that's that's a risky move right well, you there. You know my opinion on Richardson and Levis. Yes. So yes, it's not high. It, right. They're not. And first I'm, rounders I'm I'm on board. Me. I'm on board with Be, that. Like I understand. I, I don't want to hedge, but they could be. First rounders. I just don't see it happening. Well, and here's they, the thing: they, they're going on physical traits. And here's not the thing: execution. I think they could be first rounders and quote unquote worthy of that if they ended up in the quote unquote right situation. Right system. Yeah. 
I don't. I, yeah, I guess I should say I don't see them the as day is, one starters as rookies. Right, and the problem is if the what we would probably consider right situations are situations where they're not going to be starting this year or maybe even next. You know what I mean? Like, right. so like I'm trying to think of scenarios like that, and I'm not really sure of them off the top of my head. But like, you know, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. It's just, man, to to trade up for that. Well, I feel like the Texans are just like, (laughs) you do whatever you want, we'll take what's left. Like, I feel like they're ready to take Stroud or Young. Like, whoever it is, they'll be happy with whoever it is. Me, personally, and I know know there's an issue with height and weight, but I still think I favor Bryce Young. I think I do, too. I, I know it scares. I, that's some not, people. and that's not a like. I'm not saying that as an anti Stroud because he's Ohio State guy. I just I feel like Young is the safer bet. I, I want nothing to do with Richardson and Levis in the first round. Right. I, I I said to you and Adam that I feel like any coach, GM, front office that pins their hopes on Richardson or Levis in I the know. top ten, they're losing their job within three years. Right. Like I know they don't have the draft capital to really do it, but like somebody like. And this would be interesting, and I don't necessarily know that they should. They've got other holes, but like if someone like the Rams like traded back into the first round and got him at like twenty-seven to thirty-one ish, you know what I mean? Like to take one of those guys. Yeah, that'd be interesting. But like, that's kind of where I feel like you're at. Not in, not trading up to one for him. But I don't know. We shall see. I, uh, yeah, I, so what, and again, it's hard to separate our, our views on this, but what are your takes on like, quote unquote, the Ohio state quarterbacks? Like, I think there is something to the fact that, and again, I don't mean this to knock them down, but to talk about, they play in an incredible system with the best athletes. You know what I mean? Um, so, like, but at the same time, like, I think Justin Fields is worthy of the shot in, in Chicago. I think C.J. Stroud could be very good. Um, you know, I think when we talk about those Ohio State, quote-unquote, Ohio State quarterbacks, some of those were Urban Meyer guys, and that's a whole different animal. Um, you know what I mean? Like, they're running a very different offense than, like, Urban Meyer did with, like, Alex Smith. You know, right? Like, yeah, I don't know what to say about the Ohio State stuff because it always sound like sour grapes, or you know, right? Exactly. We're we're fans of a rival. Sorry, I took a time out here. I'm not sure what they're gonna do, but are they punting? They're in formation. Okay, you can return. It's fine. Okay, just to be safe. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Panthers pulled off that trade with the Bears. Bears are off to a hot start in free agency. They sign Edmonds from the Bills. Uh, I like to see the Bills be weakened. Of course, they also did sign Penn State product Connor McGovern from the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, They did also, I believe, extend or restructure and add years to Milano's contract. I believe so. Oh, yeah. Which is a big deal for them because he's a, a stellar player. But 
The, the biggest news was Card to the Saints, then the Panthers, Bears trade. And then I guess probably next up is what my Dolphins did. Yeah. Yeah, Dolphins have been making some moves. Which is a um, uh, trade for or pending, you know, the start of the right. league year. Um, you know, my, my my boy, my favorite defensive back. Is the jersey on the way. <laughs> uh, Jalen Ramsey is going to be coming to Miami. Apparently this is what he wanted. This is when the Rams were open to trade him or told him they were going to trade him. It sounds as though that Miami so, was his uh, his choice I, so to go. Who who was the second cornerback in Miami last year? Yeah, um, that's a great okay. question because, because injuries. I only heard Byron Jones. I only heard part of it of this conversation today, but they were talking the guy who I believe Jalen Ramsey is going to be replacing well, Nick Needham, Keon Crossin, and, and, and so Kodu. maybe maybe it's the position, but, but there I, you are know, a bunch but, of injuries. But so. basically, rated as like the second worst cornerback, and wow. so like it's it is an upgrade. It is an upgrade. You're paying for the upgrade. I mean, a third rounder for him isn't a third rounder and a backup tight end that has one career catch, right? Honestly, when I saw the stuff, I was immediately like, "Oh, maybe they're going to." And because isn't uh, what's his name? Our our guy from Penn State isn't he, isn't he a free agent this year? Who are you talking about? The tight end in Miami. Oh, Kasicki. Yeah, yeah. Because they had franchised him last year, didn't they? They did. Right. So, um, but he just doesn't fit in the McDaniel's offense. Right. Right. Um, but I'm like, oh man, there's going to be a lot of turnover there with tight ends. Um. But yeah, so it'll be interesting to kind of see how it how it plays out. But yeah, the Dolphins are kind of in win now mode. That seems to be what they're going for. Yes, um, they're kind of uh, getting closer and closer to that, you know, f them picks Rams mentality yeah. with what they've been doing. Oh, that was not smart. <laughs> um, but now, I mean, now their defense. You have Jalen Phillips. And Bradley Chubb, Christian Wilkins, Xavier Howard, and Jalen Ramsey. Right. So, I mean, they've obviously they put together quite a, a core on defense. Yeah. Oh, and you have a new defensive coordinator who's considered one of the best, right. at least in modern NFL right. history. So, yeah, you I got mean, that going for you, too. Yeah, that'll be interesting. And, you know, there, there's going to be a big part of this as to it, it's going to come down to Tua. <laughs> Yeah, you and know? his health, really. Right. I mean, he was right. a top yeah, three not, to five quarterback in most statistical uh, I agree. metrics. I feel so. like most of his, most of the the question, the number one question around him is not going to be talent or skill, um, or you know anything revolving that ability. It's going to be, you know, is he, oh. is he going to be able to stay healthy? Yeah, so. and well, and they addressed that today too by signing former Jets quarterback Mike White. Right, exactly. Two years, sixteen million—that's a lot of money for a backup quarterback. Right, but, but Mike White has also looked very good in his eight games for the Jets. Right. We've we've seen a number of times over the last few years in the NFL, like having a reliable backup can be the difference between a championship or not, or. Keep staying in contention or not? Uh, yes. See Henny Chad for the Chiefs in the playoffs. Two of the last three years. Right. See also Nick Foles for my team. yeah you know, Eagles like, five right. years ago. So now 
I don't want to see Mike White play. No, correct. But I'm confident that he can at least get the job done. I know some people are saying, you know, after what Skyler was able to do in Buffalo in the playoff game, maybe he should get a chance, especially because he's young. He was only a rookie. Keep him around as a third stringer. Try yeah. to keep him on the practice squad. You're yep. not going to resign Teddy Bridgewater now, who had injury issues of his own, which is why Skylar Thompson was forced to play multiple times last year. But now you have Mike White, who's, I mean, still also a relatively young quarterback too, but keep all three around. Obviously, you're going to need them. So that also weakens your AFC East rival in the Jets, who, like you said, could maybe be a quarterback away from competing, it, not only in the division, but maybe even the conference because of the recent success they've had in the draft and free agency and proper extensions. Now they seem to be all in on Aaron Rodgers though. And he's still, he's kind of holding them hostage. He hasn't made up yes. his mind. Now the jets lost their next best option to fall back on because they have to keep Zach Wilson around, but they don't want him there. I don't right. like isn't right it, now. He's in line to be the starter though. I was going to ask you, isn't it weird how like no one's even talking about the, well, what effect is this going to have on Zach Wilson? Like they, everyone is just like completely moved on. Like he's, it's over. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, it, it's lucky for the that draft class that Trevor Lawrence looked good at the end of last year because the rest of them have not. Yeah. If if it weren't for Trevor Lawrence uh, getting there and, and winning a. a uh, uh, playoff game. Well, and I, I guess that's not true because Justin Fields looked better at the end of the year too. He did. He did. And the Bears are banking on them seeing that all year if he can stay healthy, which I feel like is the the biggest question mark for so many of these young right. quarterbacks right now is can they stay healthy? Well, the thing is, they go to so many of these like historically bad teams. What do you want them to do? You know, like. But yeah, he looks so much better at the end of the year. I mean, he was. Uh, one of the reasons that I had a resurgence in fantasy. Now, it didn't work out for me to win the championship or anything, but I was awful at the position because I didn't keep Joe Burrow around thinking that he could have a, a down year after his, his so- second year. Uh, that was a huge mistake on my end. Oh, no, I don't know what I just audible to. He dropped it. We need to break out the jugs machine. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, I um. It'll be interesting to see what what happens there. Like like we said, um, you know, a number of interesting things going on in the in the AFC East there. Um. I so I guess the other part of our discussion. Well, we need to talk about the Eagles, so you can decide if yeah. you want to talk about the Eagles now or if you'd rather talk about franchise tags first. Let's talk about Eagles now. Okay, so the Eagles have already lost four guys. Right. John Hargrave went to the Niners. Hargrave like went to the one. Niners. Um, uh, TJ Edwards went – where did Edwards go? Bears. He went to the Bears. Oh, the Bears. All right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Yeah, because they got Edmonds and – Right. Now, oh. so Hargrave was – like, that's not a surprise. Like, everyone kind of knew – he was probably a one-year guy that they weren't going to be able to afford him um, moving forward. And then you look at some of the others. Um, Edwards, yeah, but I, I kind of look at that. That's one of those where I'm sure they would have liked to have bring him back, but he's going to get more money somewhere else that we're not going to be able to pay him. However, like maybe hopefully you know, Kobe Dean can step right in, you know, and, and play that linebacker spot. Yeah, that was a good pick last year. So they also so Marcus Epps also gone. That's three defensive contributors. Right. And then uh who else who was the fourth? 
Oh, there was another um, I guy. I mean, Andre Dillard got Andre Dillard, that's yeah. right. Yeah, reserve lineman right. who could have possibly saw more time this year. Yeah, again. Um, but with Kelsey coming back, that means that right. Cam uh, yes. Jurgens uh, can slot in at guard for Samalo. Yeah. Uh, if he leaves, I mean, I think it's likely that he leaves. Well, but with the, Kelsey back, it makes the Eagles things a little are not easier. anticipating Samalo back uh, just because, again, he played so well. He's going to command more than the Eagles can give him. I mean, it, it's the, you know, it's the thing. In like, I'm happy for the guys that they're able to that that they're going to these things because of success. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's kind of what happens. Um, you know, I you hope some of those guys like, okay, um, you know, the, we lost a defensive lineman, an interior defensive lineman, and a linebacker. Well, we had a defensive lineman who really started to step up last year, you know, rookie. And we had a linebacker who, who started to play better as the year went on in Nicobe Dean. I don't say not like he played bad, but like, you know, started to learn the position in the NFL and really come on to things later there too. So – Okay, Epps was a spot just because in the NFL now you always need five or six five or DBs. Six DBs, yeah. So there's some, but a lot of people think you know they'll kind of go that route a little bit, um, potentially in the second round. What's your read on the Darius Slay stuff? Okay, so from everything I've seen, the Eagles kind of want him. He wants to stay. He he wants an extension, and he's made that clear. Um, and I think they're just trying to kind of like see what the market is and let him kind of, I think, so he's no guaranteed money left. And I think he's looking for one more contract, one more big contract. And I don't think the Eagles are really in a spot to give him like the big contract. I don't think well, there's breaking bad... news, breaking news, oh, gosh. not NFL free agency related. Okay. okay. College football related. Oh, gosh. Penn State hires D-line coach. Okay. Dion Barnes promoted to replace John you, Scott Jr. You called it. You called it. And that's so, awesome because it keeps Slam Deon, dunk, home yes, run. Keeps Dion Barnes there. You got him. Letterman. One of our best recruiters right now, too. And it, how cool is it seeing some of these guys that, like, now Dion Barnes is arguably even a little after that, but, like, Justin King being on staff. And right. Dion Barnes guys that we're on, familiar with because right. – they played there or were being recruited there while I was there. Right. Justin King was part of that group that turned things around. Yeah. Justin King. Um, Gateway High School. Gateway High School where Wilson just uh, played a state basketball playoff game. But, yeah, so that just came breaking news. Um, I'm guessing Audrey probably has hire. a quick write-up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, there are other it, guys out there that I would like to oh, have. But oh, because absolutely. of his ties to the program as an alum, uh, as a letterman, Right, and he was a coach in Philadelphia before for yes. a few years. Yes, at, was it Northeast? I he coached so. at Northeast, and what he's been able to do as a graduate assistant right. and then an analyst, and the relationships he has with players and the, what players think of him, um, I feel like it's a great next step. Um, so I'm I'm really excited about that. Yeah. So this is the athletic article from Audrey Snyder, the best uh, in the business for Penn State. Uh, Penn State named Deion Barnes its new defensive line coach Monday night, promoting the three-year graduate assistant and former Nittany Lions defensive end. Here's what you need to know. Barnes replaces John Scott Jr., who was named the Detroit Lions defensive line coach earlier this month. Scott spent three seasons at Penn State. The 30-year-old Barnes played at Penn State from 2011 to 2014 and was named Big Ten Freshman of the Year in 2012. 
Penn State begins spring football practice on Tuesday. So Penn State football's tweet is from Pennsylvania, played in Pennsylvania, now coaching in Pennsylvania. Deion Barnes is staying home. I was going to say, as, as uh, Penn State likes to put out there, the best in Pennsylvania stay in Pennsylvania, yeah. right? I love it. I, I love it. Um, are there other more seasoned and more absolutely um, reputable coaches at this moment in their career that have been around the block and have led big defensive line classes and sent players to the NFL? Were they options? Possibly. Probably. But I think in terms of the future and keeping going what Penn State has, right. I, I feel especially, like this is the hire that needed to happen. And especially looking like this could be a guy who's there for a couple years, you know what I mean, or a few years, hopefully, um, which is good because Manny Diaz is likely to not be there after this year. And I mean that in a good way. Like if the defense continues to perform the, the way defense plays like they did last it year, has, he's going to get offers to leave. And like, again – it's a lot of turnover, but that's it's, that's the that's the price of success, in, right. especially in college football and even in the NFL. Um, but yeah, that that's that's really cool. But kind of back back to the Eagles. Um, so they they do have some questions there. I like that. I like that Kelsey's coming back. Um, you know, he. I say he's getting older. He he's not old, but he's getting older he's for old football. By offensive lineman standards. Right. But like he just was played at an all pro level, you know, like what is he? Like 33, 34? I, I think he might be I think he might turn 35. 35? Um so like, you know, I I I like that you're bringing him back. Um and and they've and they've added pieces. It wouldn't surprise me if if they take another offensive lineman early on. I'm not saying with that 10th pick necessarily, but it wouldn't surprise me to see them take some guys like maybe that 30th pick or even, uh, you know, some of the other, you know, mid round guys. Um, we'll see, but yeah, I think, you know, the Eagles definitely have some holes to fill, but I'm, where Howie is best, it's at manipulating the cap. And and we've had this discussion before. I think it was something like a few years ago when the Chiefs re-signed Kelsey and re-signed like two other guys. And like going into free agency, they were like three to seven dollars under the cap or something yeah, like that. Something ridiculous. And and they just like you can make it all work. And I I if if there's one thing Howie is best at, that's it, is manipulating the cap. So right. They'll get in a spot there. In my opinion, I, I want them to work something out with, with Hertz before it becomes quote unquote an issue. You know what I mean? Like and I know that's tough and you gotta kinda see where the market is for certain things and um I kind of take the no news is good news route with that right now. You know what I mean? Like um if your quarterback's contract scenarios aren't in the headlines that's not the worst thing in the world. Right. You know, I'm sure the Ravens would, would do a lot to not have their quarterback contract issues be the headlines. You know what I mean? So, sure. um, and, and so, and like, I look at like Miami, they put that to bed real quick. Yep. We're taking his fifth year extension. We're picking up his yeah, fifth right. year option and we're signing Mike White, who we don't see as a starter, but the backup. Right. Like, exactly. So questions answered. Yeah. Now, now if, uh, if Howie takes Anthony Richardson with the 10th overall pick, hey, quarterback, factory, <laughs> quarterback man. factory, baby, uh, there is there is no chance that's happening. Um, he could take a D lineman there, though. That's what they always do. Just, again, as long as he's not a firefighter from Canada, we'll we'll hope for the best in in that scenario. Um, 
but yeah, so, um, I, I, you know, the, a lot of the Eagles things right now were, were known things. Um, and you'll see what you got to do. And you need some of those guys, some of the young guys to step up and maybe add some complimentary pieces here and there. But, um, I'd love for them to get Gardner Johnson, like, you know, and I know they're, they really want him, but I know the Bengals really want him after they lost both Especially their starting safeties losing, today. Yeah, Bates and Von Bell. Right. Do you so, remember where Von Bell went? Was it Carolina? I'm not sure. Um, so we'll see. I, I would I would love Gardner Johnson just because that middle was such a big thing. Um, they were a completely different defense with him in there versus not in there. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, I Like, if I had to pick between – well – if I have to pick between Bradbury or Gardner Johnson, I'm taking Gardner Johnson. You know what I mean? Um, just age and everything. But yeah. Uh, so a couple other uh, signings: Mike McGlinchey, the 49ers offensive tackle, signed with Denver. Yeah. So that was a big move by the Broncos. No, that's help all right. Out that Russell Wilson. They don't block on that right side for the Niners anyway. So, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of what else I saw out there. Uh, so the Dolphins signed a linebacker, David Long. Oh, the Eagles are bringing back Brandon Graham too. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that happened before free agency. Yeah, yep. but yes. Uh, so the Eagles did keep Brandon Graham and uh, Jason Kelsey, so they got to keep some of their own while losing people like that I think two, they assumed. Two, to two of the most lose. veteran guys, like light, Eagles lifers, you know. Right, um, they've been there their entire career. Right, it's incredible. And man, the the new heights thing with the scout who did the scouting report on Jason Kelsey, like being it. there and talking about it, like how how cool is that? Like that was really cool seeing seeing that. So, oh, Patrick Peterson leaving the Vikings to go to the Steelers. Yeah, that's an interesting one. The Steelers haven't had a DB of that. Well, I mean, okay. This isn't five years ago, right? So. Right. Minka Fitzpatrick is is very good. Right. I know that one. But now to pair the two of them, but I like Peterson's not. No, it's it's not it's not. But I still feel like he's he walks in there better than any other. Uh, well, yeah, and they also just lost Cam Sutton, the best or second best DB on that team, walking in the door. You know, um, it, the Steelers are an interesting bunch there we'll see well are they better than nine and eight is the question because i feel like you're good for at least 500 yeah with uh mike tomlin right but are they able to win 10 or 11 and challenge if Lamar jackson is with baltimore and healthy i think they're winning 10 or 11 games right if they add some weapons for him i think that obviously makes it even more likely right the Steelers, I think, are winning eight, nine games with what they have. The question is, is Pickett going to take the next step and get them to 10, 11 wins? Can the Bengals remain on top with the possible loss of someone like T. Higgins, who's going to be due for a contract soon, and other teams have been already sniffing around him in a trade because well, they're going to have to sign Burrow and Chase here in the next right. few years? It, it's crazy because I look, at, I look at this, I feel like that AFC North, you could make an argument – that like any of those teams could could win it, you know. Like if if think like if if Deshaun Watson looks like Deshaun Watson of five six years ago, they could win it. 
You know what I mean? If and I'm not saying I think it's likely, but I they they could. If the Bengals just keep playing like the Bengals, they they could win it. If Lamar Jackson's there and healthy all season, they could win it. And the Steelers, while I hate to admit it, like if if Pickett I, I, is they're never going to go four and thirteen, right? If Pickett is the guy, you know, and and they start adding some of these other pieces, like I feel like they could win it. Ugly, but I think they could win it. I don't. Think I that we're in I for think a, I think the Bengals, short of a Joe Burrow injury, though, are the only team where I'm like they they won't finish last. You know what I mean? Like I could see the Steelers finishing last. I could see the Ravens finishing last. I could see the Browns finishing last. I don't see the Bengals, short of a Joe Burrow injury, finishing last. You know what I mean? Like I just and another year for the Bengals front office uh, front office to attempt to improve the offensive line, which was still an issue this past year. Yeah. And now they have to shore up the defense because you lost both of your starting safeties. Right, right. So there's issues there. But when you have Burrow and Chase, I, right. there's not a lot of teams that can compete with them outside of Kansas City and Buffalo. Right, right. But will it be Baltimore, Cleveland, or, or the Steelers? I, I don't think we're in for a second-year renaissance of Kenny Pickett like we saw with Joe Burrow, who came back off I don't, his ACL right. injury. I And I, I don't mean to downgrade it. But I feel like if we rewind 20 years, we were watching a similar thing with the Bengals, though. They had a stud quarterback in Carson Palmer. They had Chad Johnson and TJ Hushmanzada. You know, they had stud wide receivers. You know, they well, had already done some, more with Burrow than they did they with have, those guys. But, but Burrow didn't tear his ACL in the playoff game on a cheap hit that then got outlawed. You know, like it was in a different it was in the regular season. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, but the, the Bengals never got over the hump. And like, I, I don't, I don't mean to peg that on them. It's been two healthy seasons, but like, will they be in that same spot? You know, like, and, and if they don't get there now, like, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Cause they're going to have to pay burrow soon. Right. And it's coming. you're going to have to pay chase. Which again, that's fine. Like he he's earned it. But then, like all those other pieces that you've added in, it's suddenly not as easy to build that offensive line when you're paying those two guys a lot. Right. Yeah, we'll see uh, what, what they're able to do. And uh, th- there's a lot of other topics to talk about. Well, it's one where like I just how much trust do you have in the Bengals front office? Because historically, they get it wrong. You know what I mean? Like. Now, now I they've feel drafted like Zach Taylor at head coach. Though this this his regime has been different. Yes, I I agree. I agree. And and if he's calling more of the shots, I I don't know how much he control he has. Right, I don't because know if he has any. They made the right call on Joe Burrow. They made the right call on Jamar Chase. You know, so like okay, okay, like yeah, they're, they're earning they're earning that benefit of the doubt. Oh. They're earning the benefit of the doubt, but at the same time, it's just like I I don't know. I, I just feel like we've seen this so often, you know, like. And man, Austin would be crushed if the Bengals don't get over the hump. Right. That's what you get for rooting for the Bengals. <laughs> You're lucky he's not up watching this. Oh, he'd be furious. Trash he'd, talking. He'd be Trash really mad. Trash talking your son. He'd be really mad. Uh, so let's talk franchise tags. Okay. Uh, a bunch of them got thrown around again, uh, kind of as expected. Maybe a little bit of a surprise in Jacksonville where they went with the veteran tight end Evan Ingram over their young developing right tackle, uh, Jamal Taylor. Yeah. Is that his name? Did I get that right? I think so. Uh, who has signed with the Chiefs now. 
Yeah, geez. so they gave up on Orlando Brown, who they just the other year, a couple of years ago, traded to get from Baltimore. Right, they're letting him walk, and they're bringing in Taylor from Jacksonville, who tagged Evan Ingram. Ingram had a great year with Trevor Lawrence this year, so not a surprise that they wanted to keep him. But I guess I'm surprised they picked him over over their young tackle. Yeah, I feel drafted. like you franchise the tackle and you work out a deal with the tight end who's yeah. going to be a lot cheaper than the tackle. Right, so I I know, I guess Taylor wasn't developed or developing enough in the running game as they had hoped. So obviously with the Chiefs being, by and large, more of a passing team with Mahomes. I was going to say ironic because Doug Peterson will throw it 70% right. of the time. Um, so that was one of the tags. Then... The two that I wanted to talk about were the Giants and Daniel Jones and what went down with him and Saquon. Uh, well, the Commanders also tagged Aaron Payne, but they already signed him to a four-year contract right. for $90 million. Um, the, the Giants situation, what, what's your take on the Giants? So I believe I said back during – like maybe right after high school football season, so in December sometime when we would have been talking, said, I think what was going to happen was that they were going to sign Daniel Jones and that Saquon will be gone. Um, I was half right. They, they signed Daniel Jones. Um, because I feel like um, I, I just thought that they're going to stick with their quarterback, who showed signs of progress this year, um, and they were going to let the running back go because you can't you can't pay the running backs big money. Well, they franchised him, so they delayed that for a year. I think Saquon this is last year as a giant, in my opinion. Um, but I, I, I mean, Daniel Jones making. I, I don't know what the guarantee is for that, but was like a four-year, hundred and sixty million dollar deal or something yeah, like that. Yeah, average is about forty million. Right. He caught that. Yeah. And our guy drops everything. Right. Yeah. Um. But I think Saquon is what makes their offense tick. I think Daniel Jones is the first like quarterback, and I can't tell you how long. Like, I forget the years that they threw up with this, but that has thrown fewer touchdowns than games started in three consecutive years. Um, yeah, I, I just... I, like, I think Daniel Jones is fine. I I don't know that he's the answer there. But that's the and thing. When, and, when, and, and here's the thing. What if, like, there are no weapons there. Other than Saquon, right? Right. They have nothing. So there's no weapons there other than Saquon. And that was when he had Daniel Jones on his rookie deal. And Saquon on his rookie deal. And now you're not going to have either one of them on their rookie deal? And how are you going to surround them with weapons now? Right. Um, Yeah, so like I'm just like I'm a little confused as to like – how that's going to get better. And I'm okay if it doesn't. Like, I hope it doesn't. Like, <laughs> that would be fantastic if it doesn't get better. Um, if it actually gets worse, I'm, I'm all for that. So but, the Giants, Giants uh, have a first-round On the other pick. hand, I understand. Like, what – the Giants were too good. Like, what are they going to do with their quarterback situation if 
if they didn't go get it. You know what I, I just mean? feel like they did it the opposite way of what I would have done. So I would have tagged one. Daniel Jones yeah. for for the franchise. And I know that's a lot of money because quarterbacks are getting more money, but make him prove it for another year. Okay, you were above average this year, which and I like he's not a top ten quarterback. No. He's not a top I, I don't I'm think he's a, sure he's a top twelve fifteen Should we do this exercise that we did yeah. before with Let's who was it? it? Wasn't it Derek Carr last year? Yeah. Because Let's everyone was like the Raiders are gonna return compete? the punt then. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, let's go through and compare Daniel Jones. All right. So we'll start. Well, and let's just remind we'll everyone listening right. or, or the few people watching live that I am not an Eagles fan. I have right. nothing against the Giants. Right. This is just me as a football fan. Right. I, I am an Eagles fan, and I have a lot against the Giants, but I'll, I'll try to be this like as straightforward as I can. If I look at it in the NFC East – in the NFC East, I'm taking Hertz over Daniel Jones, and I'm taking Dak over Daniel okay, Jones. So, how do you want to do this? You want to count the number you take in front of him? I'm going to take. I'm going to try and count the number I'll take in front of him. Okay, so we're at two. We're so at far. two already. All right, well, then let's. Washington QB. I'm not taking over him as of right now. No, right. No, he's proved enough to right. get the nod over Sam Howell. So, I. Okay, here's a tough, one. Well, tough for me uh, maybe, but Mac Jones. Do you take Mac Jones over? I think maybe you could argue higher upside, but on the field, I think I, I favor I, Daniel. Jones. I agree, but I'm taking uh, Josh Allen. Oh, 100%, so, so that's yeah. three. Jets. I'm not taking Zach Wilson <laughs> or, or Joe Flacco or right, whatever. Right, Jets QB. Right. Um, okay, Tua. I, I mean, after last year, I would say I would take I'm, Tua. Right. Um, so, but that's also my Dolphins right. fandom could be playing so out there. So I'm probably going to take Daniel Jones just on the instinct of, if nothing else, Daniel Jones has stayed on the field a lot. Not not perfect, but a lot. And I'm just so worried that Tua is not going oh, to no. be able to stay on the field. Well, this was an awful, awful series. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take Tua. So I'm still at three. Well, maybe man, this is looking worse and worse for for my hot See, take of he's he's not. So if we go, let's go to the south. If we go to the south, oh god, it's not even a great. Point. I'm not taking the Panthers QB. I'm not taking. I'd take Derek Carr over him. So I'm at four. If I look at the south teams, I'm taking Derek Carr. All right, so you went. So you did NFC East, AFC. So you went to NFC South. I went to NFC South. All right, so so you're not taking Trask. You're not taking no. rookie Panthers quarterback or right. PJ Walker. You're not taking Desmond Ritter. Correct. But you're taking Derek Carr. I am. So you're at four. I'd I, probably be at five because I'm taking two over th- Daniel th- Jones. That makes sense. And that's just probably my Dolphins colored glasses. But honestly, last, so uh, the way I look at it and can justify it is this. Last year was Daniel Jones' best season in air quotes. Yeah. Tua's was better. You're right. Like, not even like honestly, not even close. You're right. <laughs> You're right. So uh, I'm I'm definitely taking taking two over Daniel Jones. Oh, they recovered it. Um. All right. So that's it in the NFC South. So you're at four, right? So yes. AFC South, Tannehill. No, I'm probably taking Daniel Jones. Okay. Um. Well, Colts don't even really have a starter right, right now. Right. The Texans don't even really have a starter. No. But I'm, right take, now. I'm taking but Trevor you're Lawrence. You're taking Trevor Lawrence. Yes. So you're at five. Yep. So let's go to the NFC North. Aaron Rodgers. 
I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. I mean, just, all, all the other stuff aside, right. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. Uh, over Daniel Justin Jones. Fields. I feel I'm, like that's closer to a push, but I'll give Daniel Jones the benefit uh, of the doubt. Right now, I think next year I take. Just, I think you'll easily be able to say you'll take Justin Fields over him after next year. I agree. Jared Goff. Honestly, I'm taking Jared Goff. I don't disagree. Jared Goff right. led a team to the Super Bowl. They had the worst offensive performance like ever in the Super Bowl. But <laughs> not, look what not, he did this literally. year. Look what he did this year. On the year. Lions. Yeah. Right. On the Lions. Yes, absolutely. Uh, here's How about Kirk Cousins? I, I, I'm taking Cousins as much grief as I give him. Right. I feel like Cousins is better than than what Daniel Jones has been. So you're up to, is that seven then I you're up to? I think that's seven for me. So let's go to the AFC North. Kenny Pickett. You got to take Daniel Jones. Oh, I'm taking right Daniel now. Jones over him. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, did not counting off the okay. field baggage, just purely football standpoint. I feel like you, but the, the the wacky thing is the time in between him being a starter. That's the the like and him playing much. Oh, drilled the quarterback. In terms of what has he's accomplished on the field, Deshaun Watson oh, is yes. a better quarterback. Yes, absolutely. So I would I would lean taking him. What about you? Yeah, I'm taking the All right, So that's eight. Joe Burrow, that's a no brainer. Yeah. Nine. Lamar Jackson, I think that's a no brainer. I'm taking Lamar that's Jackson 10. too. Yep. So everyone but Kenny Pick in the FC North, and that's just because he's only had half a year basically. Right. So and honestly, I feel like Kenny Pickett has shown as much flash as Daniel Jones. <laughs> you know, like right. But, well, so okay, NFC West. You have essentially Brock Purdy or Trey Lance. I'm not taking them over him yet. No, not yet. Uh, Geno Smith. Okay, I feel like, like I need to see more than one year. But I agree. But like his year was better. Yeah. Oh he, yeah. Definitely. Were, it was. So like, I, I I think you'd still give Daniel Jones the benefit of the doubt. Um, uh, oh, oh, I don't. I don't know though because like Geno Smith this past year did something that that Daniel Jones has not done. You know, like, he had a better year than Daniel Jones has ever had. Yeah. Now, he's played some terrible years as well. So, like, it is hard. But, like, so, well, for the sake of the argument, like, I'll say no. Like, I'll say no, I won't take Geno Smith over him, even though I think I might, actually. Uh, How about Kyler Murray? I'm going to say no. Yeah. Even though, like... Man, like you can you can hit big with Kyler Murray, but I'm taking Daniel Jones. Like if I'm building a team, I'm taking Daniel Jones. <sighs> Come on, get under the ball. Um, <sighs> Matthew Stafford at this point. <sighs> I need to know more about that injury stuff. I feel like age and injury is not working. Yeah, I'd probably favor. take Daniel Jones. Like it, this is how I feel. I feel like Daniel Jones on the Rams last year, they're better than what they were. You know, so Daniel so, Jones over every every in the NFC West. Yeah. Um. So you're stuck still at ten. Okay. So, but now we're going to the AFC West, and things are going to get really interesting. You're right. obviously not taking him over Patrick Mahomes. No. You're not taking him over Justin Herbert. No. Are you taking him over Russell Wilson? <sighs> Before last year, I say no way. Right. But with how well, awful right. Russell Wilson was last year. Right. And, like, and I know we th- isolated off the field stuff, but just, like, the weirdness of some of the Russell Wilson stuff has been just really strange. Um, so, 
I'm putting a lot of pressure on you. No, no pressure. No pressure. We got this. Never a doubt. I did not watch your time. I did not realize that was Wildcat. Um, There's almost no time. Yep. I see. Okay. Okay. Um, Well, Jimmy Garoppolo. I'd take Garoppolo. Shoot. Stupid. Not a good decision. I need a quick out or something. Um. Yeah, I. Uh, so. So maybe he is in the fifteen. Then I guess. Well, you see, your, what did you say about Garoppolo? I take Garoppolo. <laughs> you take Garoppolo, so that's thirteen. Yes. Yes. So you'd pick 13 quarterbacks in front of him. Yeah. I guess they don't want me to try a 52-yard field goal. Love to get like a pass interference here. Right. It doesn't happen often, but. Ah. Ah. I feel like Marshall gives us a fight every time. All right, so, you, but you took thirteen quarterbacks in front of him, and he just signed a contract for a hundred and sixty million dollars, right? Like forty million a year. Yeah, like he just he didn't do enough, which scares me to death. Over what the Eagles are going to have to pay Jim Hurts? Yeah, right, sixty million a year. Like, uh, it, it's quarterback market is crazy but it is that's just how it works man. well because you know entering this offseason and this negotiations and franchise tags with all these quarterbacks that are out there you know the list of the top five highest paid quarterbacks only one deserved to be on that list and he was number five and that was Mahomes right and I know right. Rodgers is at the top but you can't tell me you would take Aaron Rodgers right now what should we do this again with Aaron Rodgers <laughs> You know, well, and you got to look at at this stage of the career. I'm not talking about like Aaron Rodgers' career. I'm talking about him right now. Well, and Patrick Mahomes is more accomplished, right? Like in terms of the ultimate accomplishment, winning Super Bowls, he's he's done more already. Yeah, Mahomes has been to three and won two, which is more than Rodgers and more than Rodgers, right? That and it always that blows my mind that for three decades the Packers had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks and won two Super Bowls, right. and only got there three times. And only got there three times. So, but I, you know, I don't like either of them. So it's easy for me to bring that up all the time. Chad Henney, more Super Bowl wins than Aaron Rodgers. Yes. So, what was the? There was another. Oh, oh, man, I thought you were going to get that. I thought I was, too. There was, I feel like there was another question about franchise tags. Is it Lamar? Yeah, I guess it was probably Lamar. So they the, the Ravens did a little bit differently. They did the non-exclusive so that teams can negotiate with him. The Ravens get the right to match. I feel match. like the non-exclusive would have been great for Screen. Daniel Jones. Right, yeah, because who is going to sign him? Right. Who is going to sign him for two first-round picks? Right. Not a chance. No. But I feel like it also, they, they feel like it's disrespectful 
and then you get in their head and they get all grumpy about it. But go out and do your job. Like, like, like I said to you and Adam, he's guaranteed thirty two point four million. As soon as he signs that, he's guaranteed thirty two point four million dollars. Right. Right. Oh, I want a long term deal. I want to be making six fit. You know, I want to be making a hundred million plus over the length of the contract. I know we can argue about semantics. I did hear an interest, a couple of things that I did not know. Um, my gosh, they're in scoring position already. Um, one would be that I didn't realize that when they signed them to, when you get, when you sign those, like that guarantee money that has to go into escrow. Um, so like when, when so they have to have that money to pay, they have to have that cash on hand. Right. So, which is where like, Guys like Haslam, the owner of the Browns, who just has more money than he knows what to do with, as seen by, like, well, I just bought the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where, like, when he signs Watson to $230 million, he has to put $230 million cash into escrow. Like, I did not know that. I mean, and I guess that's that's a residual of, like, a long-time thing, a thing from long ago in the CBA when, like, they weren't like not every owner like had that, you know, and so they like the, the players were like, yeah, you say this is guaranteed, but like, right, yeah, you don't necessarily have that money. Like, we want to make sure like that money exists. Um, be a heck of a time to like ever block a kick. So no, didn't block. Um, but. I get, oh, I'm trying to think what the other thing was. Oh, it, it, this was just an, it, someone's like anecdote. They're like, you know, it is crazy because someone was like complaining. They're like, you know, it takes a team like and all these team, all these people spend so much money on the quarterbacks and everything. He's like, yes, but like you can't. And he, he wasn't blaming anyone. He was just kind of like explaining it as he saw it, just to be clear. Like for, I don't know, what, 15, 20 years? The league has done everything, not not necessarily every single move, but over the 15, 20 years, we've seen such a change in the game to benefit the offense and protect the quarterbacks, right? Like, right. And, and again, they're saying, like, I, they understand. They're just kind of pointing this out. You can't then expect it to not end up in a situation where quarterbacks are important, like, so, I don't want to say overpaid, but you know what I mean? Like, overvalued in the salary cap market. You know, like, well, you're creating a system that most rewards quarterback play. Right. You can't then expect it to not play out that way when it comes time for dishing out contracts. You know, like, and I'm like, I, all of those things I knew. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was aware of all of those. I just hadn't necessarily put it together like that before in, right. in my own head. I just thought that was an interesting point. Um, and so, like, I was like, oh, that, that makes sense, you know. Um, yeah, I... I kind of, I I don't have a problem with what the Ravens did. Like, I don't think, I don't think anyone's going to offer them Lamar something that the Ravens aren't going to be willing to offer him. You know what I mean? So I don't think they're going to say goodbye to him. Um, no, I think he's stuck there for a year now. Whether he signs it and does like a sit in, hold in, or whatever, or hold out, I I just feel like we're heading towards. Something more like you think that's going to get uglier before it gets better. I, I do, yeah, I do. I do too. And, but I and I think I, I, it's hard for me to fathom 
people legitimately taking Lamar's side in this because he's done himself a disservice by representing himself. Right. Right. How much better of a spot would he be in if if the I don't want to say the villain, but like this is why like guys like Drew Rosenhaus are so good at their job, right? right. Because a lot of this gets directed at the agent. You know, and the agent is the one to sort it out. And the agent is the one for for good or bad, you know, good or bad. The agent is the one to sort it out. I don't like this. Oh, gosh. Getting stuffed on runs. Nice punt. Oh, that would have been awesome. All right, we need to get the ball back here. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. I just like and I and I'm uh, I'm a fan of Lamar Jackson, the football player. I, yeah, I just I feel like I he, do, like this do, entire negotiation thing has been wacky for the last eighteen it, months. Isn't it weird though that like I I feel like there are a lot of people who just overlook the fact that he's missed significant time the last two years, like and and not that it's like game changing stuff, you know, like or maybe career altering stuff, but just like that's an issue when you're, yeah. when you're negotiating a contract. Right. Yeah. It, uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how this plays out. But I do, I think I, for some reason, I just feel like Lamar's kind of going to dig in and we're going to get into like a Levy and Bell situation where he's like, I'm just going to hold out for a year. But I don't, also don't know how that works. If he doesn't sign the franchise tag, like does his does does his contract then toll for a year though? Like is he just delaying it another year, or should he sign it and get fined and not play? You know, do a hold. I yeah, I, I, I don't know. See, I don't know the ramifications of that from a legal collective bargaining agreement type stuff. Yeah, I don't either. But I don't think the team wants that. So eventually you think they would have to try to trade him. But if they're going to trade him, they need to do it now. Right. Because eventually there's not going to be teams that are interested. Right. So I, I just think it's been messy. And I don't think it's going to get better. I think it's going to get worse. And I think – I don't think really Lamar has anyone to blame but himself. Right. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. Like, I – we're a little far from this happening. But, like, it would be crazy. Like, imagine if he does play under the franchise tag this year and goes out and has, like, another MVP caliber year. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, just in, in – this is, like, the me rooting for chaos kind of thing. Like, right. just how crazy would that be? There we go, sack. And then, well, then you're basically saying, are you going to give him guaranteed money that he wants, or are you going to sign him for a second? Which, how much would the quarter? He'd be, he'd be getting almost fifty million a year. I think. Oh, absolutely. Then. And and the thing is, the thing is, then you'd be have you'd have to pay him after after some of the other big guys are going to get their contracts. Like, like you know what I mean? Like Burrow and Herbert. Burrow and Herbert, and, and Hertz. possibly Hurts. Yeah. You know, like. And one well, possibly this time next year too. If he has another good year, yes. they're not going to want him to ride out right. his fifth year. Right. Tua leads them to the playoffs. You know, like yeah, it's going to be interesting. Going to be interesting. That twenty twenty quarterback class is stacked. Man, 
it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I'm so glad that's not my team, and I hope I hope the Eagles don't find themselves in a similar situation with Hurts. I hope we get that worked out. Um, Man, I have 19 yards this half. Awful. That's all right. We're saving them all for right now. Yeah, I hope so. Thanks, Brad. Thanks a lot. No pressure. Well, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Um, the, yeah, the exclusive tag adds a whole nother wrinkle to that, but we shall see. Hey, glad we caught it. Actually caught the ball. That helps. The four-year starter that's been a 99 for three years. Yeah. Um, trying to think other topics, other topics. So. Well, I was going to say, if you don't have any okay. more NFL to talk about, we can move on to March Madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. So, Selection Sunday was yesterday. Yes. We got a field of 68. Yes. Uh, Big Ten got, what, was it eight teams Nine, in? I believe. Nine I thought, teams I thought nine. in. And Penn State's one of them. For yes, the first time in 12 years. Yep. Yes, a dozen years. Ending the longest drought of any Big Ten team. And uh, they are in as a 10, which I think is a little lower than I thought maybe they would get. I thought they would yeah. get an 8 or a 9. And they also have a bad draw because Texas A&M finished second in the SEC. Right. And they're a 7. Right. <laughs> exactly. Now, I do like that. I think that they played on Sunday as well, so there isn't necessarily a rest factor difference. Yeah, they lost Alabama, right? Uh, yeah. And a lot of teams, I, I keep hearing this, and I hope it plays out. A lot of teams, a lot of analysts are talking about how Penn State is a, is a bad matchup for a lot of teams because of the style they play. Um, and I, I love that. I love that they're a bad matchup. I hope it plays yeah. out that way. Um, yeah. Hopefully they can get their legs back under them here, get to Des Moines and and well, win a game. Maybe to like if they can win one game, it would be incredible. If they win two, that's just other world. Has it been twenty two years since they won a tournament game? Then probably. was it two thousand one the last time? Probably. Did they beat North Carolina? Yeah, they made it yeah. to the Sweet Sixteen because yeah. I had Mr. Meyer as a math teacher. Oh my gosh. And we gave him so much crap. So I wore a Penn State basketball jersey to school the next day, and Mr. Conway was like, "I think you left a tag on." <laughs> like, <laughs> I had Penn State stuff on, and he was just like, "You guys don't even pay attention to Penn State basketball." I was like, "I'm just a Penn State I'm fan." Like, I like I did yesterday. <laughs> oh man. So, yeah, so Penn State's the, the big story. Right. Uh, Purdue ended up beating Penn State in a close game yeah. uh, between the teams that Penn State was down by 17. While I, I watched the whole game. Yes, yeah, so I did can't I. say that that's happened too much ever, but over the last few weeks, especially the Big Ten tournament, I've been watching a lot of it's it. It's been exciting. Uh, it's been very exciting. And I watched the entire Big Ten championship game, so when they were down 17, it was a huge bummer. But... Nice. Uh, they end up losing to Purdue, and they have Zach Eady, who's seven foot four. No exaggeration, and it's just a matchup nightmare for Dude, every team, but especially they. Penn they State. talked about it a number of times. Just imagine that guy playing hockey. He's from Canada and grew up playing hockey. Like insane. I mean, he's bigger than, way bigger than Zadino. Charles. Is he like looking over the glass? Like seriously. <laughs> 
Well, we were watching the game, and Haley was like, would he fit through our doorway? I'm like, no, he wouldn't. He would not. Right. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, totally. So, I think the biggest thing is that this could be even a crazier year than usual in March Madness because there's no heavy favorite. Yes. I feel like most people would say Alabama, but even so, they've lost, they lost what, five times? Four, four times? Yeah. yeah, something like that. Uh, much more than we're used to seeing a lot of the one teams, one seeds lose, but, you know, anyone, any of the, I would say that the, any of the top threes, you know, the three seeds right. could be possibilities. Uh, I would love to see Marquette do it. Uh, Xavier's in there. Gonzaga's in there. Obviously, Kansas and Arizona are two of the big teams in there as well. Uh, Houston. Yeah. So uh, UCLA, who uh, is is actually, I'll, I'll spoil it, uh, UCLA is my pick uh, to win it just because I think they're the best blend of offense and defense, and I think defense is very important in the tournament, and they were, I believe, the second best uh, defensive team all year. Uh, and the way that teams have been poor shooting this year, I think that could end up being a, a, a key factor as the tournament goes on. And I, I say all this and watch they'll lose in the first round and I'll be be forever embarrassed. But no one comes from my basketball hot takes. But that's where I'm at. I, I went with UCLA. Uh, I, yeah. I generally go more chalk than I had historically, especially when I was in college. I was always trying to predict the upsets. And you always felt good in the beginning when you predicted the upset. But if you picked the wrong team into the Elite Eight and the four, the Final Four, it didn't matter if you got a first-round upset. Right. So you had to look at the bigger picture. So I, I tend to go more chalk than usual. A few few upsets here and there, but nothing major. But, yeah, I mean, the storylines uh, surrounding the Big Ten, not having a champion since Michigan State in 2000, and Purdue's a, a number one. I believe they – were they the last number one, however, one seed? I think they were. So I think they were fourth overall. I know that a lot of people are very high on Purdue, and they looked really dominant at times yesterday, but they were exposed, too. They cannot right. handle the press. No. So if you get a good defensive team or a team with a lot of energy, they're going to cause them problems. Obviously, outside of Penn State, my next rooting interest is Marquette. Yes. For obvious reasons, uh, for those of you that don't know, Marquette is home to Stevie Mitchell, who started every game for Marquette this year, and he is a Wilson graduate. A couple awesome articles um, that we've seen this past week, including one on The Athletic, on Glue Guys, uh, and talking about Stevie. It, it was just – it's awesome to see Stevie, uh, such a neat kid, um, having such success and the team having such success. Um, it's just awesome to see. Two uh, housekeeping things here related to March Madness. The first one is – and we're running our bracket challenge, the tournament challenge we do through ESPN. We've done it every year of the podcast. So I guess technically this is our 13th challenge. And we've had a variety of winners over the year. It's been a lot of fun. Our dads have won. My sister's won. Um, fa other family members and friends have won. Our reigning champion, Andy Hoffer, will be joining us in a few weeks. He's going to join us to talk Penn State football. He will be here, I believe, on Palm Sunday, which I think is April 2nd. Uh, so Andy Hoffer, last year's winner, is going to finally get here to join us. I gave him the shirt last year, but he hasn't. Uh, we haven't a been able to have him on the show. But we are going to make that right in a few weeks. So join our free bracket challenge again. The winner gets a T-shirt and the opportunity to appear on the show. Uh, a topic of their choosing that Justin and I must approve of. Thanks to my sister. That's always a stipulation that's in there now. Um, 
But you can uh, find that on our social media or go to ESPN's Men's Tournament Challenge and search for Joe Mays and JRAF Show. The password for that is PSU, all capitals, 2022. I did not change the password. I just didn't feel like it was necessary. So it's just capital P, capital S, capital U, 2022. That'll get you into the Joe Mays and JRAF Show ESPN Tournament Challenge. We already have close to 30 brackets in there, and we you know, have three days to go. You have to have it in by, I think, noon on Thursday. So please get your bracket in or brackets. You're allowed to have up to three entered. Uh, I have one. I enter one for Natalie, and then I always do one for chalk pick. So technically, I just have one. Justin, I know you're already in there. Make sure you get Austin in there. Yeah. Um, Kelly and Haley are going to be in. My dad's in. Usually your dad and mom play as well but yeah like i said we're already up to almost 30 brackets so uh keep joining let's try to get it to 70 this year i think that would be the most ever we've been in the 60s 50s and 60s many times but i don't think we've ever hit 70 so i'd like to see 70 75 brackets compete and there are a bunch in there that i have no idea who they are because if you don't change the name it's hard for me to figure out and i know there are, i think some random people that found us on uh, social media so I'd be interested to see if any of those ever won, uh, if we get a, a, a Zoom or Google meet with them for the show and talk to uh, some random person. Uh, I'm sure that would make an interesting, interesting show for sure. But the other thing is we will have a show next week, next Sunday, March 19th. And um, topic TBD, we may be playing uh, the college football game and talking about free agency and college basketball. Uh, but hopefully we'll be joined by a guest, and that guest would be Mr. Chad Henney. I'm waiting for confirmation from him that he is able to join us next Sunday the 19th. But, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Also looks like we are having some streaming issues once again, so need to fix that before uh, the show next week. I think we're good until now, so I'm not sure what the problem is, but we're going to wrap things up here and get out of here. Uh, so for Justin Raffoff, I'm Joe Mays. This was episode 373 of the Joe Mays and JRF show. We'll be back in one week time until next time. Everyone have a good week. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and JRF show brought to you by Mays sandwich shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, Follow or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time...